Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 240 and this episode is with Mark Gillette. Mark is the Chief Medical Officer at the Premier League. We discussed his career, what led up to that role with the Premier League and also his day-to-day as head, uh, Chief Medical Officer. Then we touched on a very special event that Mark is going to be doing um, so we spoke about the event. We then spoke about his use of Hytro, one of the sponsors on our podcast, doing some brilliant work in blood flow restriction training. So we talked about why Mark is working with Hytro, some of his experiences of blood flow restriction, both with Hytro and before, and then some of the protocols he's been using, both with players previously and also going into this event that he's going to be taking part in. Um, so we discussed some of the recovery protocols and some of the ways he's been utilizing the Hydro products in his training. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Mark. Just a quick heads up on a new event we've now confirmed. On Tuesday the 13th of June, we're going to be at the Institute and Health of, of Health and Performance in Manchester for an evening of networking. We've got two Speakers confirmed so far. First up is Nicola Pickford, who's first team physiotherapist at Stockport County Ladies. And then we've also got Amy O'Keefe, who's the performance nutritionist at Manchester United Women, both going to be presenting for us at that event. Early bird tickets are available. So that's Tuesday, the 13th of June, 6 till 9 pm. So if you're interested in joining us at that event, head over to footballfitfed.com and click the network network meetings tab at the top that will take you through to the your chance to get a ticket for the event at the early bird price as this event goes out we've also got another event on tuesday the 4th of july at go performing reading two presenters on that event we've got paulie roche leaf uh, physical performance coach for arsenal women alongside will Haler, who's reading fc academy sports scientist both going to be presenting for us and again as this podcast goes out Early bird tickets are available at footballfitfed.com. Click the shop tab and you'll be able to purchase them there. I'm doing a live check on our reviews. So we're still stuck at 89 reviews over on Apple. So please do us a huge favor. If you do listen on there, head over to the podcast, click the five stars and leave us a short review. I want to try and get that over 100. We've been trying for the last few weeks. I really would appreciate it if you can support us on that. I'm also going to do a live check over on the Spotify as well because we wanted to try and push that over 100, but I know a few people have been leaving reviews recently on the Spotify. That is at 76, so give that a click of the five stars as well if you listen over on Spotify. We really would appreciate it. Just before we get into the episode with Mark, I want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors. First up, the Good Prep. The Good Prep is a meal prep delivery service that provides fresh, ready-to-eat, chef-cooked meals straight to your door. They offer meal plans tailored to your personal goals, current activity level and schedule. The Good Prep works closely with elite-level athletes and corporates to develop meal solutions that meet the ever-changing demands of performance and training. Their clients include the Brighton & Hove Albion, the PGMOL, Commonwealth Teams, Gymshark and many more. Their meals are full of all the nutrients you need to keep in peak performance so you can achieve every goal you set. Plus, you can reclaim your time, eat better, move more and reduce waste waste too. Their meal plans are designed to guide you through your journey to a healthier you. 
Take the guesswork out of healthy eating and discover the power of nutrition at thegoodprep.com and use the code FFF15 for 15% off your first order. Also a massive thank you and a very relevant uh, podcast sponsor this week, Hytro. Have you ever tried blood flow restriction training? For pro sport teams and athletes, Hytro is the only performance BFR brand to create pressure validated BFR wearables that are practical, safe and scalable, allowing you to enhance recovery and maximize athletic potential like never before. Whether in the change room post game, during away game travel, in the hotel or at home, Hytro has created a simple and effective tool that allows BFR to be delivered to athletes and squads simultaneously and safely. Check them out at hytro.com or email teamsales at hytro.com to find out how Hytro BFR can give your squad a competitive edge. And you'll find out much more about BFR in this episode as well. And finally, a massive thank you to Rezzle doing some brilliant work in VR. I'm literally a day after getting back from the Soccer Science Conference, watching Ben from Rezzle present on the amazing work they're doing. He presented around all the research they're doing around heading. Um, there's some great stuff do, being done at Rezzle, so make sure you go and check them out at Rezzle. And let's get into it now, episode 240, with Chief Medical Officer at the Premier League, Mark Gillette. Rezzle is the world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Whatever your team, your sport, your ability, improve your game and train like a pro. Rezzle, Rezzle. Reactions, performance, accuracy, stamina, resilience. Train at home in the Rezzle Sports and Fitness VR Training Arena. Search Rezzle, R-E-Z-Z-I-L. The world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Available now on MetaQuest. Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 240. I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast today by Mark Gillette. Mark, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Ben. Uh, thanks for having me on. No, not at all. It's great to have you on the podcast. Anyone that doesn't know, you've probably seen in the graphic as it goes, the podcast goes out. Mark is the Chief Medical Officer at the Premier League. So thank you very much for coming on, Mark. Let's have a little chat to start with. What yeah. led up to this role? I always like to dig into people's backgrounds and careers. So what what was um, what came before this role that you're in right now? So I've been a doctor a long time now, uh, nearly 30 years. So it gives you an idea of, well, over 30 years, gives you an idea of how, how old I am. Uh, so I trained um, in emergency medicine. So I trained in emergency medicine and dual trained in sports medicine. So I worked in the NHS as a consultant uh, three or four, three or four years. And then um, I got invited to be one of the medical team for the first team at Chelsea uh, in 2008. So I was there for a couple of years. Um, I'm Midlands based. Um, and then two years after that, um, Dan Ashworth uh, invited me to come back um, to work at West Brom, you know, as part of um, their performance setup. So I was there for uh, eight or nine years, uh, initially as, as head of medical and then as director of performance, which led me um, to this job um, four or five years ago now. Awesome. Brilliant. And now I wanted to ask, what does your day-to-day -day look like now? I'm sure that's changed over the few different roles. Yeah. What's it all like right now? 
So I spend most of my day today is spent looking after patients. So um, I'm a busy clinical doctor. You know, I run four or five clinics a week. Um, and then my work for the Premier League sort of fits in around that. Um, most of the time, it's pretty flexible. Um, but clearly when, you know, there's crises as during COVID or times like that, there, there's a lot more to be done. Um, so most of my week is spent seeing patients and then I supplement that with the management stuff that I do for the Premier League. Brilliant. And a big chunk of your week is now taking up on a bike, which... I feel like another job, yes. <laughs> it's worse than another job. So, um, you know, I'm cycling all 21 stages in the Tour de France in four and a half weeks to try and raise money for Kyula King, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I say amazing. I'm I'm not jealous in terms of the actual the, the event that you're going to be doing, but absolutely brilliant cause. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll send over all the links and everything you can check out um that in the show notes. But one thing we wanted to talk about today, Mark, obviously a big part of training, which how long did you say you've got left as we record this? Is it four weeks until you four go? Four weeks. So um June the 23rd in Bilbao is when we start. Brilliant. And when did the training start? Um, training started probably, so I, you know, I'm a, I've been cycling for a while anyway, um, uh, but uh, I've got a coach in September, so he's been setting my programs um, since that time, uh, initially three rides a week, and now it's an awful lot more than that, so, um, you know, it's, it's a good eight months of endeavour putting into this. And who was it who came up with the idea, Matt? So it's Jeff Thomas's charity. So purely King, yeah, they do it every year. Um, you may have seen the documentaries on YouTube and NBC do. So the aim is 25 people, 25 riders, raising a, raising a million pounds between us uh, to uh, support trials and clinical care for people with leukemia. And, and and this year in particular, they're very keen to support adolescent treatment. So it's um, you know, even more important we raise the money this time. Amazing, amazing. Well, I urge people to go and check it out. But we wanted to cover on this podcast, you've been working with, closely with one of our partners, Hytro. Yeah. Um, so just to kick off, what was your previous experience in terms of BFR, blood flow restriction training? Did you have any, like, what yeah. was your approach to that before? Um, we used it a lot uh, when I was working with, uh, in the Premier League with players. So, you know, certainly as a performance adjunct um, or as a rehabilitation uh, element, you know, we've something that I've, I've used a lot and I've been impressed with the results. Uh, Hytro, obviously, uh, the aim is you can apply the pressure yourself. Um, it's a very good product. I'm not just saying that because they've helped me a lot, but it, could, but it is a good product. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's been lots of applications in my training, probably in terms of recovery is where I use it most. Although, you know, I've got a little bit of an injury issue at the moment. So again, I think, you know, I'll be using that to try and get over the injury and train um, at some level, even though, you know, my hamstring's a little bit tight. I wanted to get into some of the protocols that you've used with the Hytro kit in a second, but also just previously when you said about having previous experience with BFR and working with players, you said in the rehab setting is one, but also the performance setting. So has that been more of like your finisher type of exercises? How's that actually looked with, with players? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you're always very conscious in a busy football programme, a Premier League programme, in that... Um, 
there's always that balance between loading and reducing the chance of contractile injury, which is, you know, what is a fundamental part of running a medical department. And then not overstepping that and making sure uh, I'm making a player fatigue going into games. Um, so that's always that balance. And it's always, you know, something that medical teams will be debating about how they best balance that. And I think the um, advantage of EFR is it's suboptimal loading um, and you can do it quickly and you can do it in a measured fashion. So, um, you know, we, we used it a lot in that sort of Thursday setting when you're trying to get that new... Um, neuromuscular uh, drive before a game, but you don't really want to overload a player by getting them to live too heavy 48 hours before a game. And was that done with the old school sort of blood pressure cuff and, and all that was before, before yeah. hydro, yeah. pre-hydro? So, you know, so I left West Brom in 2018, I think. So hydro would have been at a very, um, very young stage then if it, if, it, if it existed at all. So yeah, it was obviously in that Premier League setting when you've got coaches, uh, it was done with a cuff. Brilliant. And then in terms of why Hydro, why why did you why did you choose to work with those guys? I mean, I think um the evidence base is very good. Um I clearly um they're credible scientists, um, and they take a lot of pride in the scientific uh, basis of their products. Um they've been very helpful to me, you know. I think um certainly in terms of cycling, we're at an early stage when we're talking about BFR uh, implementation. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's been a useful two-way process, which is ongoing. Brilliant. If you were to describe it, Matt, to someone that's maybe not used BFR at all, and yeah. then, so describing BFR in, in, in one instant, but then also describing the actual kit, and hopefully we'll, we'll add some um, visual aid to this as well, where yeah. people can actually see what the hydro kit is like. Cool. How would you describe that to people? I think... Um, it's one of those things that people feel a little bit apprehensive about if they've never done it. Um, and that, uh, interestingly, that goes for medical professionals as well. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, surgeons in particular, post-operatively, um, intuitively, thinking about reducing blood supply to limbs is uh, a, a particularly risky practice. But the aim is, obviously, that you um, occlude, partially occlude the blood supply to uh, the upper limb or lower limb. You're then working uh, those muscles um, at a reduced oxygen supply, a reduced oxygen flux. So um, the muscles are working harder and you can work them harder to get uh, an increased effect. And historically, um, it's um, something we've used to get an increase in muscle size. So you know, that's how we started using it um, before we started looking at the performance applications. When you first put it on, it feel a bit strange. It's a bit like having your blood pressure taken. Um, it can feel a bit uncomfortable, but um, you know that's a normal feeling. And as long as you follow the protocols, then you know it works pretty well. You mentioned before as well about getting good results with players initially when you started using BFR. What sort of results were they? There's many benefits to becoming a football fitness community member. But one of the biggest ones I think that a lot of members benefit from is the access to our members WhatsApp group. If you are a member and you're not in the WhatsApp group, drop us a message because on your full membership, as soon as it becomes a paid membership after the free trial, you do get access to it. So make sure you get in contact if you're not already in the group. But there's been some brilliant discussions going on in the group recently around pre-season plans, movement screens, live GPS monitoring, high-speed exposure, 
GPS data for non-league, lifting on match days, and many other great conversations. So the big benefit of it is if you've got a bit of a performance question going on in your role, you're not quite sure how to tackle it, and you want input from hundreds of coaches in one place at one time across a number of different levels, then the community is the place for you. You can literally put the question into the WhatsApp group and all sorts of different coaches from different clubs will get involved. They'll jump on, give their input and hopefully give you some really, really good value as well. So if you're interested and you want to become a community member, go to footballfitfed.com, click the community tab, sign yourself up there and that will give you a month free so you can see what it's all about. After your free month and you've checked out some of the content on there, you become a full member. It's a paid membership. Once you become a full member, you get access to our WhatsApp group and all the content we've got coming up, including webinars and presentations and everything else we've got coming up soon over the next few weeks for our members. So make sure you go and check it out, footballfitfed.com. Click the community tab and sign yourself up there. Here's part two of the podcast with Mark Gillette. So you mentioned before, Mark, about getting some good results with some players beforehand. What did that look like in terms of the results that you got? Um, I think uh, in terms of um, regaining uh, predominantly quadricep size and quadricep strength, um, either after a period of deloading, whether they had a tendinopathy or something like that, or after surgery, um, you know, it was something that was reliable and something tangible. And um, medical teams, uh, SNC coaches and, and players liked it. So, you know, it's something we used a lot. And within that, was the because I know obviously the Hydro have talked a lot about the protocols now that they, they recommend, um, especially for something like that in terms of hypertrophy. What sort of protocols did you lean towards back then? So in those days, it was about um, inflating it to a certain pressure and working at um, a certain percentage. Generally, we used body weight. Um, so number of reps at a prescribed pressure, at depending on what your needs were, um, how many you do. So closer to the game, obviously, you do less. Um, but I think, you know, those days, it was at a very early stages. I drove really, obviously, refined their protocols for you know, various different modalities, whether it's for, um, you know, neurogenic optimization, recovery, or uh, whether it's for um, muscle hypertrophy. There's a variety of different protocols which uh, which they um, which they suggest. I mean, I really like the passive recovery. I, I've spoken to the guys at ITRA about this. So certainly over the winter, um, when you're, you know, out on your bike in, in, in rain and cold for three or four hours, the passive recovery thing, coming in and having a cup of tea and sticking on the hydro shorts and sitting down was something that I, I used a lot. The other, the other um, you know, way I use it a lot at the moment is, is as, as part of a warm-up. So if I'm um, warming up for you know, a particularly horrible session, then I'll put hydro shorts on, uh, do some bodyweight squats, and you know that works pretty well. So is that more focusing towards mobility? Um, and just on top of that as well, what for anyone that's used the hydro shorts will know that there's the different numbers around the short for the different pressure. So when you're doing something like that for the warm up, what sort of pressure are you applying? Uh, no, I know I put it right up to the top. 
Um, so wrap it all the way round, um, and then sets of you know, 12, 15 body weight squats so that you can actually feel that sort of uh, quadricep engagement, um, making sure you take it off at the right time. Um, you know, I, th I think that works pretty well. I was speaking to Warren about this probably a couple of weeks ago because he was asking how to describe that feeling when you do something like squats or I've been playing around with um, some like low intensity on the bike, but for a 15 minute period. And I'm not quite sure how you can, how you can describe that feeling. In you should the have legs. spoken to me about that first. That, that <laughs> sounds like a, a big ass. So, um... Well, it's, it's pretty, um, what's the word? It, I don't think there's too much too much like it, is there, when you're getting that sort of a pump in yeah. your legs? And I'm speaking to Warren. Uh, so I, I think for, again, you know, at the stage now where I'm probably, you know, training up to 30 hours a week, so there's not that, not that much space to fit much more in without, you know, a big fatigue rollout. Um, and we used to like, uh, so, you know, many medical teams are all talking about prescribing high-speed running in a week. So if you're a Premier League team that's not playing in Europe and you have week-to-week, then clearly you need that sort of high-speed running prescriptive dose, which protects you from injury and optimizes you for the weekend. Um, and I do think there's an element of that in cycling as well. So, you know, we've been playing around with, you know, what sort of reps, what sort of wattage, uh, what sort of um, percentage of your maximum power output um, you, you derive a benefit from um, early stages. But I think there will be a lot in that for busy cyclists and busy, busy triathletes. Definitely. So just back on the recovery side, obviously leaning towards that passive recovery, which I, I don't know if you've used it. Have you used is the five minute, two minute protocol? Is that the sort of thing yeah. you've been leaning towards? Yeah, that's what I do. So roughly, I mean, I think, um, you know, I'll put it on and I actually probably won't thank me for this, but I, you know, I, I put it on and, and, and I leave it on for about five minutes, take it off, walk around. So I'm not slave to it. Um, well, you know, it's it's very much part of my routine, and it's certainly something that I notice if I don't do it. Is that and then what do you notice? Is it is it more muscle soreness? Like, what's the difference? Yeah. You think? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely, your quads feel um, more ready to go if you use it regularly. Yeah. Um, I, I think subjectively, um, you know, most people will say that. I mean, it's used by a lot of uh, professional sports teams in that capacity when you go down the bus. Um, and I think, you know, there, 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 there's, there's a lot of use in that. Yeah, that passive side, like they, they've mentioned before, haven't they, that it can be done on team buses in changing yeah. rooms, yeah. Um, just away from the pitch. Players don't really have to do anything apart from yeah. literally strap into the short. And you can do multiple things, can't you? So because you're not stuck to a machine, a game ready or something like that, you can walk around, you can refuel, you can rehydrate, um, you know, you can go into a tactical meeting, debrief, all those things, which, I mean, there's a lot to do to recover from, a, you know, from an event. It sounds a pretty obvious question with the, the event actually being a bike ride, but in, have you played around with any of the upper body stuff as well? Um, not really. I mean, I've done it a couple of times when I'm so frustrated that I haven't got enough time to go to the gym and I, I've done it a few times, but not, um, not religiously. Um, part of the reason is that, you know, obviously body weight needs to be as minimal as possible for a, a, an endurance event like that. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit worried that my spindly body will recover after this event. So I, I, I could see me using it after the event, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to be packing on too much too much muscle before going, do you? Um, with the difference, because you mentioned about previously using 
BFR before yeah. and some of the results that you've got. Compared, I'm not just saying this because PyTro is a sponsor of our podcast and you've been working with them, but what what are some of the things you found with the difference with the actual the kit and the, the equipment that they've got in terms of the the um width of the strap and everything, the comfort compared yeah. to like the blood pressure cuffs and what we used to use? Well, obviously, it's a lot easier to use, and I think it's easier for um, as long as they follow the protocols. It's safe to use uh, without coaching supervision. So, um, you know, I think that's a really valuable, um, uh, sort of really valuable usage. Um, the garments are pretty well made. Um, you know, they, they last a, a good while, even though um, some mine are still intact, even though I've been using them every day for about four months. Um, so I think, uh, you know, that, that there's a lot of usability and reliability and robustness about the product. If people are listening, Matt, and they either want to try it themselves, yeah, what would be your advice be to them? Uh, well, I, I tackle that one first. Well, I mean, I think, um, so read about it, know what it does, be realistic about it, and have a plan about how you'd use it. So, um you know, so a lot of people are going to do you like you do, get on a bike for 15 minutes with a strap, which is which is probably going to put people off for life because you know, <laughs> there's too many people who would do that. Um, you're much better off doing it for a period of time at a known output, so a known, known power output, recovering properly, and probably in the early stages, you know, have a little bit of a longer recovery between bouts so that you get used to it. Um, and you get used to that feeling that um, blood flow restriction gives you. Because one one that they do talk about is like the 30, 15, 15, 15 protocol, isn't it? Like a, as a body weight exercise. So it's always a good place for people to start just to get through yeah. those sets. Like you said, you're not putting as much as much sort of load um, yeah. through that exercise, even to body weight. So it's yeah. always a good place to start that. And, and like you mentioned before, you mentioned about the mobility or using it at the start of a session. I think that's a great point for anyone that hasn't had that experience before. So I think there's probably um, two groups of non-professional uh, athletes who might use it. One is that uh, the people who um, probably time poor um, and don't have enough time to get to the gym and have to do some body weight work so you can use upper and, upper and lower body. And I think that can work really well if you follow uh, the protocols. The other, I think, uh, uh, sort of the um, uh, sort of the amateur people like me who are chasing a goal and looking for that performance optimization. And I do think, particularly with a lower limb garment, that um, in terms of deriving your maximum power output, that there's a lot to be had. So, you know, I've spoken to Warren about this. You know, when I do a, a horrible threshold set, which is generally anything between, you know, 10, 10, 10 to 20 minute blocks with recovery time, um generally when i get into the third one it's my quads that fail you know so my heart rate doesn't get any higher in fact it will start to go down because it's sort of peripheral failure i get and i really think that you know blood flow restriction could really be um a good tool to try and develop that over a period of time yeah that's a great point the other thing i was going to ask mark is for practitioners if they're listening at clubs I know there's a lot of clubs now invested in using the hydro, the hydro kit, especially for recovery. Yeah. Where do you sort of, with your experience in the game, where is it you feel it can have the biggest input? Do you think it is the recovery side of things or or elsewhere? Um, well, I think it is useful for recovery. 
Um, and I think um, perhaps uh, in that preparation stage, um, you know, in the 24 hours before a game where you want to do, you want to have some load, but you want that load to be very controlled. I think, you know, that there is definitely an application in there because, um, again, it's multiple. You might be traveling, you might be doing something on the pitch the day before a game. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of application in that. And when you approach the event, Mark, you get into the event, what's your use of hydro going to look like then? Is it going to be the same as what you've been doing? I know people always well, say not to change so, preparation. So, but that, that's predicating the fact that I'm actually coherent at the end of our uh, <laughs> ride. Um, so the plan is I will use it. Um, I think, um, you know, the things that I've always found helpful for me have been you know cold water immersion so as cold as possible as as soon as possible and that's not always not going to be not always going to be possible um compression works quite well and um now bfr is something on top of also your hydration and uh, nutrition of course um uh, you know so the, the, the way the tour de france works is that you finish at a certain point you might have a long bus ride to the next stage so the overnight stop so the plan is uh, when I get on that bus, um, I'll be putting the shorts on and following the recovery protocol. So that's the plan. Brilliant. That's if you remember what shorts are or know where your legs are and all the rest of it. Am, where I am and uh, what I'm supposed to be doing. So, <laughs> you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Amazing, Matt. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Can you give any details? Is there going to be any sort of way that people can follow what's going on with, with um, the event? Um, so if you go onto the Q Leukemia uh, website, um, uh, that, that will tell you everything you need to know. There's a series of documentaries that they'll put onto YouTube during the tour, which will be helpful. Um, and uh, you can follow it at uh, an Instagram at the Tour 21 um, or follow me on Twitter at Dr. Mark Gillette. Dot March let on Twitter. So, you know, all those sort of things. Um, I'll let you know how we're getting on. Brilliant. That's impressive that you're going to be riding and tweeting. Uh, no, no, that'll be <laughs> the end of the day. So that'll be another thing for me to remember. Yeah, don't stack too many things at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Amazing cause. And I hope people do get behind you, which I'm sure they will. Um, thank you for coming on and discussing that. I'm sure people will take a lot from it. We've hope hopefully made it relatable, not just for the event that you've got coming up, but also for people in their roles or any sort of interest in BFR. So thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Ben. Cheers. Big, big thank you to Mark for coming on the podcast. We had a few technical issues in the recording, so I hope that came across okay. But I really appreciate him freeing up his time and coming on just to talk about the event that he's got coming up, the Tour 21. Um, but also his experiences around BFR and, and the use of hydro as well. So I hope you took plenty away from it. Go and give him a follow at Doc Mark Gillette over on Twitter. And there is a link also to his Just Giving page. Um, so it'd be great to see people donate to the cause. Um, brilliant cause. Cure Leukemia helps blood cancer patients to access pioneering drug and transplant treatment, treatments by funding a network of specialist research nurses across the UK. So there's no better cause really than what Mark is doing. And um, you will also, you can check out some of these rides that he's been doing. Some of them look pretty nasty. An hour and a half, 56 kilometres. Um, 
and you'll understand why the need is there for the hydro and the recovery side of things. In terms of the takeaways on this one, I think one of the biggest ones was the, the real difference that it can make using hydro. If anyone's used BFR before, with things like the blood pressure cuffs, or I even had some of the really cheap straps years and years ago trying to play around with some BFR stuff, it's just not the same. The width of the straps and the ease of the actual garments that Hydro have um, makes it absolutely brilliant and really easy to use. And that feeling is like no other. So if you haven't tried it before, I do recommend you try it. Like we said in the episode, adding it into a warm-up um, or just playing around with some of the protocols that you can use at the end of a session, then that's a good way of getting started with it. And also some of the recovery stuff, some of the passive stuff. I currently use like a... a Five, three times five minute recovery protocol just a passive one sat in front of the tv or doing a little bit of work with the shorts on with a two minute rest in between um, and i really like it it's it's really easy really good to use and like Mark said you get that sort of freshness and that ready to go feeling in the legs afterwards as well so let us know what you think if you're using hydro if you're using bfr let us know your experiences and please give it a share of anyone you think would be interested and please give mark some support as well with i think he mentioned four and a half weeks away as the podcast goes out so when he's um doing the event make sure we show him some love and support as well for a brilliant cause but again thank you for listening mark thank you very much for coming on and i'll speak to you again next week in episode 241